Hey, good people. This is the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I'm your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, nail tech affectionately known as Ra. I have so much to share with you this evening. Welcome. Let's get started. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope cabin fever hasn't sunk in just yet. But welcome to my podcast. In case it has, I hope I can raise your spirits by the end. Thank you so much for all of my listeners. I just got some positive feedback over the weekend that I am so thankful for. So shout out to Logan. Uh, Logan reached out to me on Instagram and expressed that they just downloaded my podcast and decided to take nail tech as a career choice. And I'm so happy to be able to inspire a new generation of nail technicians. I've almost been in this industry for about 10 years now. And it's just so heartwarming to know that people are listening and that I am an inspiration to students and nail technicians. So thank you. Thank you so much. In episode three, I promised you I'm listening to the emails and the comments. I'm here to tell you this episode is dedicated to every nail tech's nightmare. I'm going to start off on a high note, ranking in at number one, bad feet. That is my biggest nightmare. And I'm quite sure I've done Reddit research. I've done Google research. I've also looked at other nail techs comments on their pages as my research. Bad feet is the number one, number one thing that is a nail tech's worst nightmare. And I say this because we work so hard on trying to make your feet beautiful. But when you go home, you are responsible for your upkeep. I've had clients, oh Lord, I needed some holy oil and a prayer. And you know who you are. I love you to pieces, but you gotta come frequently. You gotta come every two weeks and make sure that you're taking care of your feet at home as well. And I say that because we offer different services depending on the level of care that your feet need. And it's not a money grab because a regular pedicure is allotted 30 minutes of your time. If you come in and this is your first pedicure and you are rough on your feet, we are going to need 30 minutes and more to do your feet justice. And I understand not everybody has it like that, but it's very simple to take care of your feet. Simple. Just make sure that you are washing, cleaning in between your toes, clipping your toenails, and you can purchase puma stones and such at the store. So those things, that should never be an excuse as to why your feet are bad. Um, I understand that as a nail technician, that is part of our job. However, we are, you know, we are beauticians of the hands and feet. We are not magicians. And honestly, that being number one, I just really wanted to start that off on a high point. You have to understand, again, we are not trying to overcharge anybody for bad feet. It just, it takes more time. And in turn, more time means more money. So if you book a 30-minute service and the cost is 30 minutes or $30, pardon, and even that seems like too much, perhaps you should consider taking care of your own feet because there is not one nail technician under the sun who will accept less than $30 for feet that looks like bedrock. 
Flintstone. You know, you know, start your car with your feet. We, we can't do that. <laughs> Second, ranking at number two, being compared. That is a nail tech's worst nightmare, being compared to another nail tech, specifically black nail techs. And I say this from experience. When I jumped, uh, when I joined the nail salon industry years ago, some of the worst experiences were when I first started, you know, fresh out of school and then on top of that being black. There is this misconception that only Vietnamese or Asian descent people can do nails or are skilled professionals at nails. And that's just not true. There are a lot of us, black, white, Hispanic, other, a lot of us are skilled. Your ethnicity does not dictate how well you can provide a service. And also a comparison in price, talent, and products. I will let you in on a secret. You ready? No, 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 really. You ready? Can you keep a secret? Okay. The reason why some salon prices are cheaper is directly related to the kind of products they use. Hear me out. For example, a full set of nails may cost you $18, but you better believe you're getting methyl meta acrylate or MMA on your nails. It's dark purple in color, strong in smell, and has been banned in the nail industry for over 20 years. But why is it still in rotation, Rah? It's cheaper than the safer alternative of EMA or ethylmethacrylate, which celebrates its 21st birthday this year. For more info on the chain, the advantages and disadvantages of MMA and EMA, check out the Confessions of a Nail Tech blog. I talk about it in depth on there. But back on topic, ranking in at number three is people-pleasing. <sighs> we can't please everybody. Even when we provide the best customer service possible, we cannot please everyone. We have had clients and customers who have unrealistic expectations of the kind of service that they are receiving. And I mean, we have rolled out the red carpet for you. You have complimentary beverages from us. We are saying no, sir, and yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and yes, ma'am. And can we get you this? Can we get you that? Is this temperature okay? Are you a diabetic? Are you pregnant? Are there any pre-existing? You know, we go through the ringer. And sometimes that's not enough. And I want to say this to every person in the service industry. You cannot please everyone. You cannot. People try to pride themselves by saying that they can, and it's not true. It's, it's insane to think that you can people please everyone in the beauty industry. I say this because you have a unique touch to a certain group. There will always be a group or a groove that you have or something that you specialize in that is that attracts a certain crowd of people. And that's your group, that's your clientele. These are people who will come in and they enjoy their service, they exchange their service and they see you every one and a half to two weeks. They even tell friends to tell friends to tell friends about you. The only issue with telling those friends of friends, sometimes the people who are in your group and your actual clientele may have friends who are used to what we call chop shops or used to cheaper services. So when they come to a place that provides superb, excellent, you know, 
superb customer service, you start to doubt your abilities because they're used to being rude to their nail techs. And sometimes it's a language barrier where the nail tech cannot say the rude things back. So instead they say it in their language and then it turns out to be a whole to-do or a kerfuffle. We don't want that. So I say this, stop trying to people please everybody. If you know that you are providing the best customer service and you have it set out that way that your nail techs are also providing the best customer service, you can always fire a client. (laughs) But that's for a later episode. Number four, subtle racism. I touched on it a little earlier, but I was reading a passage on Reddit. If you're not familiar with Reddit, Reddit is an online forum of discussion pieces. So it goes, it talks about literally everything, uh, politics, childbirth, food, services, everything. It's like a, it's like a Google review service on steroids, (laughs) if you will. But I was reading one in the AMA section and AMA is Reddit language for ask me anything. And it talks about the 10 secrets in the salon, an Asian-owned salon. And I'm assuming that the author of this post was Asian or Vietnamese. I say Vietnamese because the Vietnamese have a long, strong history of dominating the nail culture. But that's also for a later episode because I'm going to get into the topic of why the industry is dominated by Vietnamese and or Asian. Um, But I was reading in this post and one of the things that struck out to me was that Of these secrets, one was the refusal or the apprehension to service black people or maiden, maiden, maiden. I hope I'm saying it right, maiden. That's what she said on the post. And I had to Google, what's that? What does maiden mean? Maiden is Vietnamese for African American. Had no clue until I read the post. But that subtle racism, meaning when we people of color, And, you know, Vietnamese and Asian people are people of color, too. Don't let anyone tell you different. So when we come into these Asian-owned salons and we expect to receive services, and uh, recently you saw the protests and boycotts of Asian-owned salons, we come in expecting to be serviced. But because of the way that other Black women or Black men have gone into these salons, have treated some of these staff, They internalize that treatment and think that we all are that way. Uh, I believe the post mentioned that we are bad tippers and we have really bad feet and want the cheapest amount of service. I touched on that a little earlier as uh, bad feet. And I think that's across the board. However, to, to make that a character flaw of one group of people, that's subtle racism. To skip over or treat a black person less than when they come into patron, you know, to come in to support your salon because of what other black people have done in your salon is wrong. It's subtle racism. And we also experienced that too. That was one of the questions Logan asked me on the IG message. Logan asked me if I ever experienced racism being a nail technician in an Asian dominated field. The answer is yes, absolutely. I've experienced it from other black people. I've experienced it from Middle Eastern people. I've experienced it from other Asians. You know what? No, I take that back. I have not experienced it from Asians. Asians actually embraced me. Um, An Asian woman actually gave me my first job in a nail salon. 
but I have experienced it from other people of color. I've experienced racism once from a white woman, but I don't know if that was necessarily racism over or classism because she was uppity and to do and she had money. There was no doubt about it. She had money. And um, she seemed to be the kind of person to treat you anyway if you were providing a service because you were servicing her. You were a servant. And you have to understand that we are providing a service, but we are not servants. There is a major difference. And you do realize that in the nail salon industry. Um, the subtle racism that you do also receive is when you are operating in a Black-owned business that happens to be a nail salon and other Black women come into the salon and looks for the Asians or come in as if we're some sideshow or parlor freak show and they have to see it for themselves that there are Black women doing nails. And although the first couple of times it's empowering, it's, oh yeah, sister, all oh, sisters in here doing nails, that's actually trying to limit what we can do as Black women, Black people. Five. Running out of product is probably, I would rank it higher than five, but it's ranking as five. The other four were pretty high, but I will say running out of product in the middle of a service or what have you. And I can only say this as a nail technician, not as a salon owner just yet, because when you run out of a product and it's something that is in high demand, it lets your customer down. If your customer, if all they were looking forward to at the end of their work day or at the end of the school day was to come into that salon and get serviced with that product or that service and it's not available, oh, that can crush them. So that's a nightmare. I've, I've lost sleep over things like that, actually, because, you know, when you have a busy day and that thing that is in high demand runs out on a busy day, oh, it becomes a long busy day. <laughs> So we don't want to run out of products, but that is that will give you a nightmare. Number six, untrue service reviews. <sighs> I have a story for this one, and we are at the halfway point. I'll get to that after we take a break. Welcome, welcome back to the second leg of the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast, episode three, a nail tech's worst nightmare, every nail tech's worst nightmare. Number six, now imagine you're doing your work, you're providing your service, you're smiling, having a great conversation, and the service is over, the customer is happy, they even tip you, and then leave. And then you get a text message the following morning from your boss to check a review to see if it's true. And you look at the review and it's your customer giving you a negative review. <gasps> so that brings me to number six, untrue service reviews, which is also why I say take pictures of your work, okay? <laughs> take pictures of your work because it breaks my heart to know that this is something I'm, I'm passionate about. I'm providing great service. I'm going above and beyond to produce what you ask. You've shown me pictures and I've replicated the picture. And then you leave a negative review about me. It hurts my feelings because I'm open. 
And what was crazy about that service, this is a true story. It actually happened to me. I was working at a salon and I was doing the bride's nails. And my mistake was not taking a picture of her nails before she left. So she leaves us a terrible review about her nails and that these were her wedding day nails and that um, the environment in the spa was less than upscale because we were yelling over each other about an episode of power and pretty much dragging the entire experience, even though she and her soon-to-be husband sat in the middle and sometimes interacted and engaged in the conversation. And then when we sat to do their manicures, talkative and happy about their plans. So it confused me that when you leave and you actually tip, you leave a negative review. I, it, it just, it, it mind boggles me why people do that. And this isn't the first time. Um, some people will just leave nasty reviews just because. And I don't understand the psyche behind that. So if you know why someone would get a service and be happy and all smiles and then leave and leave negative reviews, let me know why people do that. I like to believe that I have an open space when I'm providing a service. And I, I know I have a spirit where you can come and talk to me and tell me anything. I've had plenty of people, strangers, sit in my chair and tell me their life story in 45 excuse me, in 45 minutes, tell me their life story. So it was baffling to see that. So if you are a person who does that, could you stop, please? Because there are some of us who are sensitive, even though some of us do have thick skin, but those comments really do hurt because someone else may be reading that and think, oh, well, I don't wanna go there. Seven, which brings me to number seven high demands and low pay. And what I mean by that is a customer coming in and expecting a full set of acrylic nails, long coffin shape with ombre and jewels and chrome and one finger temperature color. And meaning if you dip it in hot water, it turns this bright red. If you dip it in cold, it turns this dark blue and only expecting to spend $35. I'll tell you this right now, that's not going to happen. I don't care what salon you go to. That is my worst nightmare because yeah, you want the service and you want that money, but the amount of time it's going to take to turn nubs into long coffin shaped diamond crusted ombre chrome dipped nails with temperature color finger paint, it's too much. It's too much. And when you have to tell someone that they scrunch their nose up and leave out with short French tip nails, and even that's more money because of the French tip. So I'll take that back. They leave out with short square nails with one color. That's $35 for you. And I say that's a nightmare because yes, it's beautiful to go on Instagram or Pinterest and find these beautiful nail designs that you want. But you have to understand, my former boss used to say it costs to be different which is true. It costs money to be different. If you want something that is going to take more time and more product to achieve, you have to expect to pay more money for that. And that's just that on that subject, which brings me to eight. A worst nightmare in the nail salon industry is a customer who claims to be a know-it-all. As you're doing your service and explaining, they try to talk over you or say, well, I heard and did you know? And I read here that you can't use gel because it gives you cancer. And my girlfriend back in California got cancer from getting gel manicures at this one salon that she went to in 1993. And then in 95, she was exposed. And then she didn't get nails done again until 2000. And it's like, hey, hey, 
I'm licensed here. You, you know what? You want to know what? I know this already. And perhaps it's conversation, but sometimes that becomes a bit much and it takes away from the integrity of us doing our job because then we're distracted by you trying to pass on information that we may already know or things we don't care about because trust you, in the nail salon, depending on where you go, chances are those salon professionals are well abreast on the regulations in their MSDS charts when they use any new chemical. Trust and believe that we are. So let us do our job. <laughs> Nine, the service and run. I've experienced this only once in my eight years of being a nail technician. And it was scary because you never know what to expect when someone gets a service and then ditches and runs out of the salon. You don't know if they have backup. You don't know if they have weapons on them. You just don't know. And that's something you, well, I'm sorry, I've experienced this twice. You don't want to ever, ever, ever chase behind someone who gets a service and runs out of your salon. It's dangerous and can sometimes be fatal, lethal. Both mean the same thing, but it can sometimes be that. And um, it's happened before, once when I lived in Buffalo, once here in Atlanta, and both instances were scary because the owner actually ran after the, the two ladies who ran out of the door. And it's like, uh-uh, that's stealing, call the police and press charges. I'm not about to run after you. I'm not taking a picture of your license plate number. I'm going to give a description and I'm going to show camera proof that you were in my salon, got serviced and took off. That's stealing. So tell your friends who like to get serviced and ditch that that's, that's illegal. You should not do that. That's stealing. And now we've come to the end of the road with 10. Now, number 10, it knows no racial background. It knows no ethnicity. It knows no religion. It knows no music, no sexual orientation, none of the above. Number 10. Bad tippers. And I'm going to do some math, okay? <sighs> a nail technician's salary, depending on where she works, he or she works, is 50-50, 60-40. I've yet to see 80-20, but when I do, I'll be working there or be the owner of that salon that does 80-20. And... Sometimes you are hourly in addition to your commission, and sometimes you get tips. Now, unfortunately, if you work in the salon that's only 50-50, tips are a major, major component of your income. Because when you come in and you only want this $30 pedicure, your nail technician only gets $15. Only $15. And they have cut, clipped, buffed, got the callus off, built you a new toe, or took off an old toe and made your real one look beautiful, and they're only walking away with $15. Now that $15 could have been the only money that they got that day, and they are still responsible for food in their car, I mean, food in their stomachs, gas in their car. And it's not to make anyone feel bad. If you don't have it, you don't have it, which is understandable. But if you do have it and you don't tip and this person has provided awesome service to you, 
it breaks my heart. Now, people have, you know, good and bad connotations about what tipping is and how the history of tipping is racist and what have you. But it always feels good to have extra money in your pocket, especially when the tips are unexpected. It's the end of the day. You really don't want to take this last client because you've seen the toes already and you know it's going to take you way past closing time. And you've worked your tail off way past closing. And then they don't tip you. Oh. Did it break your heart? Because it'll break mine. <laughs> Hey, good people. I know we covered a lot today, so I wanted to come to you with a bullet point list of every nail tech's nightmare. I'm going one through 10. Bad feet, being compared, people pleasing, subtle racism, running out of product, untrue service reviews, high demands, low pay, a know-it-all, service and run, and number 10, bad tippers. Try to be conscientious of what these are. And if you fall into one of these categories, find some ways to change it and improve your nail salon experience as a customer. And nail salon technicians, if you find that you fall in one of these categories as well, do better. Thank you for tuning in to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast. I've been your host, Rashida H. Muhammad, Nail Tech affectionately known as Ra. Make sure you tune in next week, Tuesday, for our next episode. Looking forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, subscribe to the Confessions of a Nail Tech podcast and make sure you stay in the loop by following me across the board on social media at Nails by Ra. Also visit me at www.nailsbyra.com. Until next time.